Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Teresa. How are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? So far, so good. Good. Can't complain. So what are we talking about today, dear? So today we're going to talk to Greg Price, who's one of those guys I met at Pause. Mm-hmm. We emailed back and forth a little bit, and I had mentioned that I worked with you here in this office. And he's like, "Well, how did how do you do that? How do you handle doing that?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, what do you do?" And he said something about his wife. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. So we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> talk to him and uh, maybe maybe help people figure out how to how to work with their uh, partners. Yeah, because it's okay. It works out for us. It works out okay. Yeah. It's not awful. Yeah. I haven't killed you yet. Not, nope. Nope. <laughs> so today we have Greg Price from AO3 Technologies. Greg's the guy I met at Pause. Mm-hmm. So Greg, hey, how you doing? Great. Thomas, Teresa, thanks for having me. Sure. Welcome to our show. You are a FileMaker developer. I, I, I think I am. Yes. <laughs> Try to be. how long have you been doing that well if we go does professionally or as a hobbyist count because i started as a hobbyist yeah most of Um, us have so that that works so uh we used filemaker at work but i didn't do any actual development in it but i got you know i might have taken a copy of it home on floppy disk and put it on my macbook 100 uh, and this was about 1994, I think. And I was in, in the middle of taking a martial arts class. And I had this brilliant idea that I was going to make myself a database of all the things that all the techniques that we had to study and basically made myself a, a way to go through and find out basically all the ones that I have not studied in the longest period of time. Right. In other words, the ones that I ha- have to study. I have to practice, not study, but practice. And so uh, I would go in, I would take my Mac, my MacBook into the dojo before classes started, and I would just set it down and I would say, okay, show me my priority list. And I would start practicing stuff one after another. And somebody came in and said, what are you doing with the computer in here, <laughs> sitting here on the mat? And uh, anyway, uh, it worked out for me very well at the time. And then I kind of got into a few other things, just hobby-wise. I Cataloged every book I had, which was a lot at the time. Um, and that was just to have something to do, I think, on a boring weekend. And a friend of mine saw what I put together. And then he he said, hey, I've got a, a side gig you can do in FileMaker if you want to. And this was back in about 2001. It was for a lawn service company who was my first client and is still my client. Ever since then, I've basically uh, done it on the side up until 2015 when I went to do it full-time on my own. And then uh, two years later, I became a partner in AL3 Technologies with two other uh, gentlemen, now three other gentlemen, who I've met through uh, DevCon, what is, I guess, now Engage, and uh, a couple of uh, a couple of people locally through uh, our users group. Cool. Nice. Well, working for yourself, you've worked at home. Yes, I, correct. And then Since 2015, I've worked from home. And then with AL3, they did the same thing. They they do they have offices? Do you guys have offices? 
Our offices are our houses. Yeah. So okay. we all work independently out of our houses. Yeah. Which are in various places around the country now. Okay. You work at home and your wife, does your wife work at home? Yes. She, well, she didn't used to, but when we first moved into this house in 2019, it was just me and she worked in an office. She is a CPA and uh, she worked in public accounting, which basically means, you know, taxes, taxes, taxes. So you have to be in the office around uh, the time that COVID hit, she had just changed jobs. And it was the same thing. She was going to be in the office. It was only, you know, 15 people, I think, working at her firm. But at the time that COVID hit, they were like, well, you guys need to work from home. You can work from home. And so that lasted, I think, about a year or so until everybody got vaccinated. And then in 2021, she got diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer. And so during her treatment for that, that makes you very immunocompromised. So she basically got leeway to stay at home and has been able to do so ever since. You know, they've been very, very accommodating with her on that. Now she goes in the office, I think once, maybe twice a week. So one of today is one of her days, which is actually works out very well for, uh, for our conversation. <laughs> I don't get to have her dispute any of my claims that I make today. But yeah, so now we work together in the office and obviously during COVID, we work together five days a week or, or more, but now it's, you know, whenever she's not in the office. So what's your, what's your setup? So we have two desks, uh, two L-shaped desks, basically side by side. We kind of face each other when we work, but we have our screens in between us. So we don't get to see each other's angry faces looking at each other. It's basically just a, a, it's a long room. So it's got two doors on it and it reflects sound very, very well. We found. Mm. <laughs> what a, what a plus. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you have to talk to clients. Yes, we both do. In fact, Um, you know, she she is a CPA. I mean, that's that's all they do is they deal with uh, just clients of all stripes. So we're we are both. That was one of the challenges that we had when we first started working together was being able to manage our phone calls with each other. There was at one point where we actually considered getting like just a big partition, like a soundproofing partition that was like six feet tall basically come right underneath the ceiling fan right up the middle of the room and then put it between us. So we would at least have some relief from that. But we realized that was probably not going to work very well. I just don't think the logistics of that are going to do enough about the sound. So now it's, we kind of schedule our calls with each other and we let each other know very explicitly, Hey, I'm about to have a call. You don't have anything coming up. Right. And then if we do, then the, uh, the odd man, basically, I think we we basically play rock, paper, scissors to determine who gets to walk out of the room and have their conversation, you know, out on the porch or in the bedroom. Yeah, that, I think that's our biggest issue that comes up is having the you know, having the, the dueling phone calls, because sometimes uh, your voice carries. If you haven't noticed, I've been told that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he does not have quiet phone calls. Yeah. And uh, neither do I. So, but he has a call on the books and something comes up, then the other one of us will just run downstairs and uh, do do the meeting in the dining room or sitting in the bedroom. It's pretty easy to unplug. I know I have two, I know I have two, um, two monitors. And so I just got to pop the cables out, grab my laptop and run. Right. So that's not, that's not too bad if I have to get out of here. Since 
most of our planned meetings are Zoom calls now, uh, unlike four or five years ago, then whoever has a scheduled Zoom call usually will get to stay. And if somebody gets a call right. on a cell, well, you're on a cell. Don't right. Go move watch. around. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because we live in a, um, my house is basically a Faraday cage. So uh, ours is too. Yeah, we have. We have Actually, I think my property is a Faraday cage. Actually, yeah, yeah. If you go outside <laughs> here, all the cell phones stop working. Right. If you leave the house, and the only reason they work in the house is what we have good Wi-Fi. Right. So we're a little bit limited in where we can go, but our office is uh, isolated. It's on third floor of the house, and it's compared to the rest of the house, it's quiet. Yeah. If if the kids are home, they can make noise downstairs. We can't hear anything, which is which all is right. good and bad. Right. Depending on the, <laughs> the situation, yeah. all kinds of trouble can be brewing. It really can right. go down and like, what the hell happened down here? Yeah. Right. But yeah, didn't stop. Sasha had a party a couple for her birthday. She had like 15 or 19, what, 18 year olds here. Yeah. And they were watching movies and laughing as teenage girls will do. So we were happy to be far away and with the door closed, hiding in the attic, yeah. hiding in the office from the small army of college age kids downstairs. But nothing bad happened. It's <laughs> nice. Nice to have that option. I don't know if we, I think that's the other issues that we have is that our house is kind of noise permeable throughout and, you know, noisy animals and things like that can easily distract. I kind of remember, I didn't really think too much about us having phone calls together at first because as I'm wearing these fancy Apple headphones, which do a, a really amazing job of blocking out outdoor, outside sounds when you're on them, if you turn on the noise canceling features, which a lot of current headphones do. It, but the thing that I think mentally it did to me is it made me think that if it does that for me, then it when I'm on a call, it's doing that to everybody else on my call, right? They can't hear anything either. And it's absolutely not the case. And I'll never forget, it was, I was on a call with one client that uh, I had regular calls with. It was a, a big project and it was constant updates and finding out where we were and giving statuses. And uh, she says, you know, I, whoever's in the office with you there, I can hear them talking like they're talking directly into your phone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was my first wake up call. Of, oh, wow. I think we need to do something about this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's easy when you know when no noise comes to you to to sort of get your mind in the idea that um, that that's not going to be a problem. But as soon as something like that happens, you realize that uh, working in a shared space can have some significant challenges when you're both trying to work. How do you do? How do you manage those phone calls, especially when you have things like emergencies happen, right? And I mean, sometimes you can't avoid that. So it's a matter of we have to we have kind of like a, a hand signal thing that we have to do now too, where it's uh, I stand up and I wave and I say, "Gotta go! I got something going on." Right? It can be tough to to uh, to kind of make those determinations while you're sort of in the midst of handling sort of these sort of extemporaneous issues that just pop up. Did you get one of those uh, phone booths like they had in uh, like like the WeWork spaces or oh, iso like, like isolation, <laughs> isolation <laughs> chamber? Yeah. yeah, you just hop into a sound booth and changing your Superman outfit, make your call. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. We don't have. 
but yeah, if we if we if we walk away from like you're saying, um, get a signal and walk away from each other, it's it's pretty solid here. Yeah, and the only other, the other benefit for us is that sometimes we're talking to the same client, so yeah. we're just on the same call. We have a lot of crossover. That's yeah. that's something that helps us. Yeah, I guess you don't do that a lot. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had to do it on a, on a trip recently where uh, one of my partners and I were a- out of state doing a, a, a product launch. And we both got on the same Zoom call with one of our other partners who was, you know, where he was. And we were both in this, we were both sharing like a suite in the hotel room. And so we were in the center area at the table with all of our stuff set up trying to do a Zoom call. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work because we can. The audio from both of our conversations is right, now going yeah. through two different microphones. So you kind of have to either be on the same one or somebody's got to beat it to the other room or outside on the deck or anything like that, which actually the deck had a nicer view at the time. So <laughs> kind of worked out. But yeah, I mean, um, if you two can jump on the call, like on the same computer, that probably works, right? right. That would be a problem. Yeah, we've tried it a number of ways and pretty much the only thing that works is to just use one machine right sometimes we will use an external mic depending on what kind of setup we're doing but usually like this one we're we're both sharing the same mic and both you know in only one set of speakers Teresa did a presentation recently and what I'll do is get, you know she'll she'll just have the whole thing and I'll have the video on my machine but kill my camera, kill my mic. Right. And then she just does right. all the talking in that case. Yeah. Which works out fine. And then if he needs to make a comment, <laughs> he just raises his voice slightly <laughs> and it carries. And Quite it carries right over you. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that works. That works out well. It's kind of odd the way when you're sitting on your, on your computer doing a Zoom call and you have this camera pointed at you. I don't, I don't know if you use, do you use the cameras that are on your laptops? So I recently started using a, a third-party camera because I reset my desk. And now the angle that my laptop does is, I, I just don't well, it's prefer it. It's angled. Yeah. <laughs> it's angled. That's, that's yeah. Um, I, I get the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been using a third-party, but that's something that just started. Previously, we always used the laptop cameras. I did that for the longest time. And then I had a problem with my laptop, uh, the keyboard. I don't know if you ever had any of this problem. I had 2019 MacBook Pro and the keyboard keys started wiping, wearing off yeah. very, very quickly. And so like literally I, I got it replaced and within a month they were already starting to wear off again. So I took it back and got it replaced again. And I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. So I now have my computer folded up and then I have the camera over my monitor. But mm-hmm. having your computer folded up doesn't stop on a Zoom call from the Mac OS, the Zoom app, I don't know what it is, not really understanding which microphone and which uh, like, camera you're using, right? So uh, there's so many times that I'll be like on my headset and you'll think, oh, I've got my headset hooked up. Everything's coming from here. And then people are like, um, I can hear them. They can't hear me. And why is that? And then I go in and I have to set everything and you find out that your microphone is not the one that you want to be using. But not only that, but it sounds way different when that microphone is sitting on top of your monitor versus when it's like right here. And people say, oh, you sound like you're in a big empty room now. <laughs> That's why. Awesome. That, that was a bit great. of a tangent. I'm sorry. I ran <laughs> off on that, that one. 
so we're talking about sound and how phone calls work, but what about like uh, lights and temperature, anything like that, that you guys fight we with? We have, yeah, like light temperatures, just our temperature is like a household thing, right? But yeah, I get that. I get that request on a regular basis. And um, I've learned to take sort of the path less traveled, I guess, and just not argue about it anymore. And <laughs> because I know that if I don't do it to her specific, like if she says, can you turn it up to like three or four degrees? And I turn it up two degrees and 10 minutes later, she goes, I'm still cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, why didn't I just do that in the first place? So I just do it now. <laughs> Yeah. As far as lights, I don't think the lights are ever really an issue. The, the nice thing about this room is we have two big windows and we get a lot of natural light from the outside. So it usually kind of makes up any for any shortcomings. I think that's about all, all that we need. We really concern ourselves. So we don't do task lighting or anything. And I know a lot of people like to do that at their desk, but task lighting always makes me feel like I'm working late. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, all the lights are off in the office and you're the only one there and you got to turn on the light at your desk. So I, I tend to avoid that for that reason. Yeah. yeah, we usually have we have all our lights on. We have, we do have three windows, or, you know, one on each on, on each of three walls. This is a weird office. It's just got all the you know all the ceilings are slanted and there's windows everywhere and it's a little little odd. But are there thing. skylights? Not skylights. Not skylights. I wasn't but, sure if I was seeing a skylight or if that was a dormer. I guess is is that a dormer? Oh, he yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and um but for temperature, we don't have a temperature control up here, but this place retains heat pretty well. Well, we each have space heaters. We can control our little our little corner of the world. Now what happens in the summer? So we have a central when I what this this was just an attic and whenever I converted it to an office i had central air put in this floor which is that's it's just one room and the floor below the second floor um there was no way to reasonably reach the first floor mm-hmm. we run the air and we have two ceiling fans as well right and between that we we, we can usually if um if teresa likes it colder than i do uh i put on a sweatshirt that's not- <laughs> right no. <laughs> Usually it's that I'm like, can we turn the air off? Yeah. <laughs> or I'm putting on sweaters or staying away from my desk because of course there's a return right next to my chair. With most Zoom calls, I can do them without pants on if I need to. So <laughs> well, that's good to know. I should right. I should probably cut that. I'm really I'm not picturing that right now, I promise you. <laughs> that was that's really sort of the number one like attraction of being able to work from home though, isn't it? And and of course in this I mean I do wear shorts all summer because it, it can get hot, you know, third floor can get very hot here. I know. remember Pennsylvania well enough. Yeah, we get enough we get enough variation in weather. Right. Know? But we try to remain clothed at all times during professional meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Clients do appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. So for your, during your days, do you guys both take lunches? Do you take them together? Do you, do you? We do not take them together. It's kind of the, the weird thing about working together, isn't it? Is that this person that you live with now becomes almost like a coworker for you. And it's, it's strange because I, I spent 
20 years she of my stole career. She my lunch right out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unless she had my name on it and everything. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you ever do that? Do you like put your name on your sandwiches? That'd be funny. <laughs> do not eat yeah. property of the No. No, I'm sorry, just, I interrupted you had a flow going. Ooh. No, that's all right. Um, I don't remember what my, my flow. Oh, it was uh, the strange thing about working together. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like when you worked in an I worked in an office for 20 years before I went out on my own. And the strange thing is about that is that you kind of develop like your office persona almost. Right. Where you have sort of your rhythm of working and sort of you're not like a different person. You're just sort of the office, I guess, adapted person, right? You become sort of the person that you need to be in order to sort of as an expedient, just to be able to sort of get by, get along with people, get things done, get questions answered, all that sort of thing. And so now we basically become like that sort of almost office person that's a little bit different from our usual person it's kind of it's a little bit odd because you you start to see sort of that side of of you that or the side of the other person in professional mode right and you look you listen to them talk on the phone talk to customers and and how they get to go about it, doing their work and it's it's funny because it's probably not a whole lot different from how we know each other personally, but you know, like she's very organized. She takes notes and things like that. And I take notes, I put them on sticky notes and then they end up all over my desk. And then I just, I don't know what the stuff is. And I throw it away. Right. I go and throw it in the shredder. And, uh, we have, so we have different, uh, methodologies of, of getting our work done. And my, I guess my sort of, I wouldn't say that my methodology necessarily works so much as it hasn't broken me yet. Whereas hers is sort of more traditional and and very sort of task oriented and, and things like that. So you get to see sort of a different version of each other working, which for us works, but I can imagine that was kind of one of the things that I was a little worried about is her, her being here all the time and seeing my work habits and starting to like have a lower opinion of me, right? <laughs> because she sees how sort of loosey goosey I am with certain things. Right. But she's not nitpicky about how you do your work. No, I mean, I think the main thing is just, it's noise, right? I mean, you know, don't put your headphones on and start singing. Right. <laughs> that's that's rule number one in the office here. I, and even whistling, the whistling doesn't work either. So we just have to sort of be able to let each other ex- have our own sort of bubble around each other. And we don't really want to run into each other too much, like while we're actually trying to be productive, because, you know, especially in what we do, there's a lot of focused couple of hours of just digging into a problem or trying to work your way through a a solution in code and debugging and things like that really require a lot of attention. And on, on her end, it's a lot the same way, especially if she's looking at financial statements, things like that. When we're doing that, you know, you have to have that sort of concentration and we have to understand the sort of language. So if I say, Hey, I got a question for you about something because someone, you know, our contractor is working on a house called me. Hey, I got a question for you. And she goes 15 minutes on the middle of something. And that's all you have to say. And we don't get bent out of shape because it's a curt response or anything like that. It's, you just know mm-hmm. work, you have to get it done. And there's just, you know, you have to trust each other on, you know, making these sort of judgment calls that, you know, it's appropriate. It just has to be. So it, so it sounds like 
nice having your uh, your work wife be your real wife also. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I don't I don't need to worry about managing those two separate relationships. It's all the same person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I will that... say that she probably likes me better at work than she does at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're quieter. <laughs> I am. I am a lot quieter. Well, yeah. yeah, like if you have the if the rules change as you walk into the office, you know, that expectation is there. That expectation is yeah. respected. Probably if she did ever need or want to get away for a little bit, she could go to the office and know that she can just go there and put her hand up and be like, no, I'm doing something. Yes. Yeah. And then, and she will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, do you, do you decorate your office at all with anything? I mean, the, the office is, there's a, how many hundreds of Star Trek ships are in this room, dear? <laughs> not, not that many hundreds. Just okay. below hundreds, right? Below. Less than five, maybe. I don't know. How many are in here? I, 200. There's a lot of Star Trek ships in here. There's, um, there's this, this area tends to be. There's an elk. <laughs> has little shelves and my my ships are little they're they're like they're like about four inches so I got you. Oh but they're, but they're not like all over the place and no then, they're on the they're on the shelves in the alcove yeah and, and then there's a few over there and well there's the one that you know they're not all over the place it's just when i, look <laughs> I swear around, i'm not taking over it seems right. like they are right um and then like i don't think of it as like decorated because all because my desk my desk is usually a mess i operate well in a certain level of uh chaos that's right so and i appreciate that about you Teresa. yeah thank you yeah i think you know so it's not i wouldn't say decorated but we like to have little fun things like i have a bunch of little fun crap things on my desk like i have a little i've got linda from bob's burgers sitting on my desk with her little bottle of wine ah linda yeah. yeah. What else? I have a bunch of uh, little little baby Jack Jacks from oh from the Incredibles. From the Incredibles yeah. <laughs> changes from you know all his different forms. I've got a bunch of little Grogu models, sporadic, and then pictures. Of yes, the kids. you know, yeah. can't forget the kids. I have pictures of the kids. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so random stuff. We have we have a similar setup here, uh, and we do have. A number of Grogu's as well. That's, <laughs> that's sort of George's new spirit animal. Uh, I don't have Star Trek ships. When I was in college, I used to work the comic book convention selling product for this guy. It was just back when it, everything was kind of loosey-goosey. And he used to Im- import Japanese model kits and he would sell science fiction model kits. And we had all kinds of like, you know, the Star Trek. This was back when I think Deep Space Nine and the uh the next generation were still in full swing so all kinds of stuff like that on the shelves that we sold i say on the shelves on the table i was sold all the time but i know that like nowadays you can get a lot more stuff than just model kits it's you know like die casts and you know really sort of collector grade quality stuff i was a little bit different the reason that i got into that stuff when i was in college is because i was in i was into uh, japanese animation from when i was a kid i used to watch uh, star blazers right oh, which okay. was the first thing that sort of opened me up into that so i have a lot of sort of weird like i have some godzilla stuff and some 
I might have a few robots, things like that. So that's, but yeah, I think you need that. You need something that sort of reminds you of sort of the, the, the things that bring you joy, right. In life. So that you, I mean, obviously other than your partner, right. But <laughs> right. Right. That, that first, but like you, when you're working, it's kind of nice to just kind of look at, at something a little bit and sort of jar you out of that, especially if you get stuck in something, you know, it's easy to kind of get to a dark place of things like me. Uh, I don't know about you, but with me, I can be banging my head against uh, the same problem for an hour and not figure it out. Even though the answer is literally like right there in front of me. And sometimes I need to just sort of disconnect for a second and stare at something that reminds me of something else completely so I can get my get myself out of that sort of loop I'm in, you know. It's a it's a creative field we're in. You know? Yes. I don't I don't know if that's how non-developers see it, you know, that you're like, oh, you just hit and program and it's that's no, it's it's a, it's a creative field. And and having that the junk around a little bit of a distraction helps me whenever I'm, you know, trying to think same thing. It just uh, can put my mind in a different place. Yes. And I a hundred percent agree about the creative part because uh, having worked in, I say having worked, having studied in a creative field in school, which I never pursued professionally, the idea of, of what we do, being creative strict comes out of the, uh, the, the concept that there's not, one easy, simple way to do everything. You have so many different ways to do what we do and to accomplish the end result of what our customers are looking for. That creativity absolutely comes into play in almost everything that we do. Even if it's just a matter of finding the best way to code something, right? Yeah. Problem solving has to yeah. creative by default. Yeah, that's right. 100%. And FileMaker in particular lends itself, you know, anytime I go to the conferences constantly reminded of how many developers are musicians in particular. Right. I'm not, but uh, <laughs> there's, I'm with you there. There's a lot of them, you know? So it's, uh, there's definitely a, a the, the Venn diagram has a big overlap. Yeah. What did you study, Greg, that, that was creative? I studied uh, visual communications. Oh yeah. Advertising design, which. I, I have a bachelor's a... degree in film studies. <laughs> Excellent. Where'd you go to yeah. school? I went to the uh, University of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. You were local. I went to the University of Delaware, which if you move to Texas, nobody knows where that is. Right. <laughs> like, I had someone a- ask me if that was in East Texas. Oh, yeah. Delaware. It's a state. How do right. you not know that? It, yeah. <laughs> it's a small state. It's little. Do you ever work elsewhere? Like, do you ever take a day? You know what? I'm gonna, Today is a coffee shop day or something. Yeah. Back before we moved here and I was working on my own, I took one day a week. I would go work the afternoon in this local. It's a place that makes pho. And I don't know if you're a fan of it, but I'm a huge fan of this place. I I did not know really what pho was until I got into it. And if you don't know, it's basically Vietnamese. Like soup broth. Like soup broth that they pour over. Basically, whatever ingredients you want to put in it, it's usually some kind of meat and a bunch of vegetables and bean sprouts and things like that. It, it just it's one of those foods that you eat it and it feels like you just took a happy pill. I used to go in there because the afternoons there were very, very light. And I would just go and work there. I, I just one day I was like, not if I work here, 
not at all. It's fine. Use our Wi-Fi. Everything's cool. And, you know, I would order a couple extra drinks to make it worth their while to have me around click clacking over here on the side. But that actually was a really nice break because I needed sort of that change of, of pace. And when I moved to this place, we actually live a little bit further out. So there's not like anything super nearby. And the things that are nearby are not places you would want to go hang out for anything longer than just to eat there. Right. They're just it's it's kind of almost country. So everything's kind of the seats are kind of uncomfortable and old and places might be not the cleanest in the world. So the, the closest place I found was like 15, 20 minute drive from here. And it was a like a, it's called Mod Pizza. I don't know if you have them up in Philadelphia, but it's basically just a place that makes pizza. You made to order pizza and it goes through and it gets made really quickly. And then you sit and eat. And that being said, I worked there for quite a while up until COVID happened. And then all of a sudden that doesn't seem like such a great idea anymore. And I keep telling myself I need to kind of get back into that, but I have not. And I think that that is probably something that I do need to do because it's probably affected my headspace quite a bit and not getting out and, and, and just having a sort of change of venue a little bit. We don't, the coffee shops around here are way too small to be able to work in. They're so noisy and it's all Starbucks, right? So there's just nothing, nothing that lends itself to working, even with like noise canceling headphones on it. Just, I found out those were a nightmare to deal with. So I have to find the kind of right environment. I think the afternoons, if you go into a place in the afternoon, that's like a food place that they will be more than likely sort of dead. And as long as it's not like a place where you have a waitress or waiter coming by and, you know, trying to, you know, do you need anything else kind of thing, they probably don't mind for the most part. But what do you guys do? Yeah, we, we don't tend to go anywhere like we have we have lunch we have our lunches together and you guys said that you and your wife don't have lunch together we usually have our lunches together so you know we'll go down at noon throw some leftovers or whatever together the thing that we do that might be a little bit of a productivity killer is um we'll watch tv right so we'll watch (laughs) we'll watch you know we'll watch something sometimes we'll watch um like yesterday, we were watching a video on file maker transactions. You know, sometimes we'll do some work related things, um, but often not. Uh, so we have, we take a break for lunch. Right. We watch a show. Uh, at the end of that, we put the dishes in the sink, head back up to the office. We never really worked elsewhere. Right. Like, no, uh, I mean, like, like if we were having a meeting with people outside, we might go to Panera. But even there, like it's I find it difficult to work in those spaces, like to do development work. It's extra hard. I like having three monitors, you know, so I have I just have so much going on. I'm one of those people who has 20 or 30 tabs open in Chrome and I've got, you know, the script workspace is open over here. I've got the layout that I'm working on here. I've got three other layouts open over here. <laughs> so I have windows all over the place. So I need, I can't develop anymore without three monitors unless I'm, you know, under in distress and <laughs> I have to. So I don't, I don't think I could realistically get a lot done at a, at a coffee shop. Yeah. A number of years ago, yeah. I was in a different environment. So I, 
could sometimes, I had a co-working space I would work at sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, that that worked for me. For about a year, I would also work at Panera's or, you know, whatever kind of, there's a, there's local coffee shops that are conducive. But that was that was a while ago and not since then. My my amount of time working corporate is very minimal. One of my first filemaker jobs, I worked for an extremely small company, half a dozen people. Uh, and I was their filemaker. Oh, wow. I was their filemaker guy. And I worked there for a few years. But even there, they built me an office in a warehouse. So I had my own, you know, area to work in there. And then and then I went independent and I've been independent for 30 years. So I don't have a lot of corporate mental baggage coming along. With me. <laughs> and it is, I, I think that's the right word for it though, baggage, because it is absolutely baggage. It's kind of the, the, the concept of working in office is definitely almost like a yoke around your neck. It kind of, it's a, it's a lot of very bad habits sort of accumulated over time, I think. Yeah, looking looking back on you know my history, it's like man, I'm sort of glad I didn't have a lot of experience. So some of my clients are big companies, and I you know pre pandemic I would go and work in their offices occasionally, and uh, you know I'd be sitting in a cubicle for you know three or four hours fo- trying to focus on some scripting or whatever, mm-hmm. and looking around like my God, these people do this every day. Right. Yeah, I used to <laughs> when I worked at uh, filmmakers forever. Teresa was the <laughs> IT manager at Pittsburgh Filmmakers. Correct. When oh, nice. Exist, when it existed back in the day. But I, for a lot of that stretch, I had my own office with a door. And that was very nice. Uh, so for a stretch of that time, I had my own office with a door. And I got very used to that. Before that, I had shared offices in a couple, couple environments there. And I had worked in like the equipment office where it was people were coming up and asking for cameras and equipment and stuff like that. So there were three or four of us sitting behind a desk waiting for people to walk up. So it wasn't, wasn't an office environment. And then when I went to the job after that, I had a shared office and there were two other guys in there and the door never closed. That was annoying. (laughs) And I was, my, my chair was closest to the door. So I was always for people walking past. Hi, how are you? I'm like, fine. Click, 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 click. I'm working, you know, like stop talking to me. I'm trying to work on something. Because again, like you said, a lot of the work that we do is needs that focus. Yes. Uh, needs that. So I was always one of the people too who would, you know, wherever I worked, I'd be like, okay, I need keys to the building because I'm going to show up. I'm not going to show up when you want me to show up. I'm going to show up at 10 and I'm going to leave eight hours later. So, so give me keys so that I can work when I need to work. Cause I like to work when there weren't people around everyone would, if everyone left at five, I'd be there till seven so that I could use that time when it was quiet to my advantage. When I would work offsite, one of the things I had to do at least early days when I first started doing it, because it was nice to have that change of venue. But again, I was the same way. Like, how much am I going to get done with just the one screen and really no other apparatus around me that I can use? So basically, uh, fortunately, I, I had enough different projects working on that one of the things that I could do was sort of get myself organized on everything. I'll get my all of my statuses up to date and make sure that I 
followed up on any emails that I had not gotten to. So there was always sort of that little bulk of work that I could do offsite that wasn't really going to require all of that. You get to a point too, where it's like, I'm kind of caught up, <laughs> right? So now I actually have to do some work while I'm there. And so I did find a solution to that. And I pulled one of these out because I don't know if you can see this, but it's a portable monitor and it is a lifesaver. I bought these for that, but I also use them anytime I travel now too, which we were just out a few weeks ago and it was a lifesaver. I would not have been able to get things done without this monitor. It's runs off of, it's a battery powered run off the USB-C. Uh, I highly recommend it. It is the best thing that's ever happened to me as far as being able to to do development while I'm not in, in the office. Does it like just slide into your, a fit in your laptop bag and have like a little like... Yeah, a- it's it's really a little bit smaller than my MacBook Pro. Well, it's, I'd say it's a little shorter, but maybe just a touch wider. But yeah, I mean, you can just slide it. If you got a backpack or anything like that, it usually fits yeah. in the spot. It's very thin and it connects via USB-C cable and that's it. Yeah. Yes. We have, a, we have a guy who sometimes comes here to work and he brings his laptop and he carries like what a 27 yeah. inch screen or something. He just under his brings, it, brings it with him. He yeah. brings a whole monitor up here and then half the time <laughs> doesn't even use it. But, he's, he's one of my one of my clients again since the pandemic, rather than me going to their office, he just comes here. He likes to leave there as well. So yeah. it works for me, it works for him. It's yeah, right. Set up another desk over over mm-hmm. there. And he lugs that thing with him up a couple flights of stairs, huh? He does. Yeah. That's a very Fritz thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I never know how to describe him other than he's very Fritz. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. He's who he is. He is yes. definitely who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that, that's one of the nice things about working for ourselves, right, is that we can appreciate our clients for basically our ability to work with them as opposed to what their work habits may be and whether or not they fall into line with everybody else in the office. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if we happen to end up with a client that we don't like, we can just say, right. You can go find somebody else. Right. I have fired clients in the past. Not very many at all. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Exactly. You know, I, I, I kind of enjoy the idea that, I have some clients who have very unique personalities and those are the people I really enjoy working with most. I kind of wish I worked with a lot of them more, you know, I mean, you know how it is once you get a project done and you don't, you know, you really don't have that sort of regularity, that cadence of work coming through all the time. And then I haven't talked to them in a while. I need to give them a call and see what's going on because people, I just love the, the, that people aren't all built the same way and, it, they're not sort of office drony, which a lot of people, you know, in an office environment, that's what kind of what you get. Again, not who they are, but who they have to be in the office, right, to sort of accommodate them, the the sort of environment that they're in. And it just, it's weird how that changes kind of who you are a little bit, you know, just in general. Sort of, I think people get a little afraid of being too unique and individual in a, in a situation like that, put people, you know, don't want to be off-putting or, you know, I know I, I took that conversation kind of far afield from where we started. Oh, no worries. If you watch Leave it to Beaver, <laughs> you know, we go back before our day, even work took place somewhere else. And then you come home, honey, I'm home. And you get to get de- home de- decompress 
and switch into home mode. Oh, you're back. How was the world? How was your day, dear? How was your day, dear? I've been sitting here all day <laughs> drinking wine and, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever right. wine to do, you know. That's... Yes, they, they knitted an entire, you know, quilts for the neighborhood and then baked seven casseroles. Yeah, we'll cut all that. Um, <laughs> but but you lose that, you know, the when when the transition. You lose the transition. And yeah. even more so, it's like it would be one thing if if either one of us was gone during the day, but we're both here. We both see each other all day. So we've lost that because our day doesn't even really end in the evening. It's yeah, sometimes after dinner, well, you know, oh, are you working tonight or can we like you'll say, oh, are you working tonight or can we play a game? So, uh, you know, and I might if I say oh, I had one more thing I wanted to finish that script. And I needed to, I promised so-and-so that I would deploy that after hours tonight, you know? So sometimes it's after work that we come back up to work on more things. So, so that's that's a big thing that I I still struggle, even after all this time, I still struggle with that, that we that we, yeah. we, we find it hard to, to shut off at the end of the day and to switch over to, you know, we're a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Not, workers right and when you don't have kids that are little they they make it easier to not switch over because like if you've got little kids if you got little kids they need you at they when they get home from school is when your day is done (laughs) but we have a 14 year old and when he comes home from school i might text him to say how was school today if he if he doesn't come up, sometimes he comes up and he'll tell us, you know, how how school was, but not lately. You really kind of got to drag him out, drag it out of them at that age, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, and every you know, you ask him anything, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> how was school? I don't know. Well, you went right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his default is I don't know. Oh wait, then you get an answer out of him. We have to very purposefully turn off our computers like I have to come upstairs and make sure that I close everything down and put my computer to sleep and then that means that I'm done so <laughs> I am not coming back up which I try not to roll my eyes and say yeah that sometimes happens at nine or ten at night rather than happening <laughs> at eight so that we can sit on the couch and actually talk in a normal right. way not about work I board game as a hobby so like we can sit down and we can Pick a game, play, yeah. you know, we'll play a game and get into a different mindset. And but but sometimes I try to um try to still every now and then say, So how was your day? Because I don't try to um get all up in his business about like, well, what are you working on right now? What client is that? Are you done with that? Did you do all your work today? Like I try not to be that person. But sometimes I'm half paying attention to who he's working on, you know, or what, what particular project. So I'll say, did you get X, Y, and Z done? I know you've been working on that all week. Try to be the attentive, attentive listening spouse. But how do you, do you guys have a, we're done. We're shifting over into evening mode. I will, we do, but it's not necessarily, we're not necessarily in sync with each other. Kind of like you were just describing. I mean, you know, our, our work schedules are obviously going to be different and our workloads are going to be different. So. I think we we kind of are about evenly split on who somebody finishes before the other one. I mean, it's usually not a huge difference. Every once in a while it is. 
And that's when one the person getting up always says, how much longer are you working, right? Because we want to know how long till we can kind of begin our sort of other routine, right? And that's being a couple and talking about, you know, how things went. And I think we we are pretty good about filling each other in on what's going on with our day because we have those conversations a lot in the bedroom at the end of the evening, like, right, it would be the couch for us, but right now our whole house, half of our house is being worked on. So that's kind of our, our place. We go in there and, and sit down and how are you doing? And how is work and anything interesting happen? And, you know, we may not uh, listen a hundred percent of the time to what the other person's saying, because we don't necessarily know it all. And maybe that's just me, but the, I think the idea is that the other person gets a chance at least to sort of unload or unpack some of the things that happened to them that day. And, you know, everybody's always got interesting stories about clients and weird things that happened and you wouldn't believe what this person did kind of thing. And those are always, a, a, those are always kind of worth talking about and worth expressing to each other and kind of get a feel for how they manage their work day and deal with strange clients because you do the same thing. Do you cook? I do. Yeah, I am. I am the cook. No, you are. Georgia bakes and I cook. Okay. What's that? I, oh, so I was going to say, um, what happens to me a lot of the time is we eat around six o'clock pretty regularly. I find myself uh, sometimes at five cursing because I have to stop what I'm doing because what I'm doing is debugging this script and I want to finish debugging this script, but I can't because I have to go downstairs <laughs> and I have to make meatloaf because right. that's what I decided, you know, not because anyone put it on me that I have to stop everything and cook, but I've got to have dinner on the table in an hour and it takes an hour to make this dinner. And I planned it that way. I I get mad at myself on a regular basis because everything's not perfect. <laughs> Um, and I have to, I have to stop doing one thing and switch over to cook mode, go make dinner. And then, so do you ever run into that? Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's two different skill sets, isn't it? It's <laughs> cooking is, is absolutely not the same as debugging. So it's not like you can just seamlessly jump from one into the other one. I mean, it's not, you're not just going and turning on the oven and walking back in and, and going back to work. You are preparing you have to think your way through it, right? And there's a lot that goes into that. I get that sometimes, but because it's just the two of us, our meals can be a little bit simpler. And sometimes we'll just do some some version of a salad, right? Or mm -hmm. pasta or something like that. But what I actually do do around here is I've got a lot of little, I'm kind of a do-it-yourself for kind of product guy. So I've always got little things here and there that I'm doing. And I will do that exactly what you're talking about. I need to get this done tonight because I have to have it done before the contract comes tomorrow and mm -hmm. it takes a certain amount of time. And so I need to stop now and go do that. And then I come back to this later if I can remember where I left off and in that <laughs> key, yeah. which we never can. It's always something like that. Start from the beginning. You go right yeah. back. Yeah. But it, it can be difficult. You're cooking for, is it two kids? as well um sometimes when she's home from college but um oh, okay. usually, right now it's just the three of us her daughter started college class so she's a freshman right now yeah and she's oh, congratulations she's thank, thank you. you she's away at school which is about four hours it's not like she's home every weekend or anything like that it's just right she'll actually she'll be home in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. 
So excited about that. Yeah. Although half of Very them, cool. um, she's, she's going out with friends. Yeah. So yeah. she's going she's gonna to have popcorn for dinner when she goes to a movie with <laughs> whoever. But, um, Can I borrow the car keys? Yeah. Right. See you later. Can I have them, please? Oh, wouldn't that be nice if she asked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember saying this too. Yeah. But I guess with the even with the 14 year old, it's important that you that you do have that dinner time. I mean, that's the other thing oh, too. You're yeah. you're saying if I don't do this, I would we that whole sort of family sort of dynamic can fall apart really quickly, right? right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he he um he gets limited time to play on his Xbox during the afternoon. He comes in and he's like, So how many minutes until dinner? And uh, you ready? And how long do you think we're going to be eating? You know, because he's trying to plan. You know what? Right. How long it's going to take to finish his game of his PVP matches? Yeah, gotta fit in that time span, right? Before, right. Before he has to stop. But yeah, we try to try to keep it normal. I, I wouldn't want to be. I don't think I would operate well if we had too much variety. If it was like, well, today it's because if I if I waited until I was done with that script. And we aren't going to eat until seven thirty or eight o'clock. Well, you'd pass out because you're you, when you get hungry, you got to eat now. So <laughs> my blood sugar gets yeah. yeah. So he's you know so so it's yeah. you know it's a it's I think it's a good awareness to have. It's annoying, but you know, <laughs> not not that you get not your you know <laughs> not that you need to eat. That's not annoying. What's annoying is the I have to stop working to go cook. You know, yeah. it's a, but um, it's a necessary thing. We do what we got to do. Well, that's the whole time management challenge of of working together, too, isn't it? I mean, especially since the two of you are both essentially working on the same sort of set of clients. And it's a matter of, OK, so you take this, I'm going to take this. And hopefully that, you know, works out where you both are able to kind of wrap up around the same time and sort of move back into your other routines and things like that. That can be difficult because unexpected things happen, right? Sure. They do. Well, cool. Well, we're going to wrap. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys get to lunch. Thanks. Yeah, thank you before he passes out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Teresa told me how you get. Y'all have a have a good lunch. Oh, thank we, you. We will. Yeah. Enjoy All right. the rest of your day. All right. All right. Okay. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. That was really interesting, talking with Greg about he and his wife's work environment. Yeah, he's a good guy. I'm glad I, I, I met him at Pause and uh, we had some good conversations there. And mm -hmm. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Yep. As Thank always, you. we appreciate it. You can reach us at FileMaker Off The Record at Profile Developers if you want to email. And we will see you on our next episode. Bye.